You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. All right. Don't worry. This episode is not going to be like three hours long. I'm going to try to keep it to be about an hour. We, I guess we'll kind of see where that goes. But I am joined here with my fearless co-host, Darren. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up? How have you been? You know, just, you know, I honestly feel like this podcast is the only time we really have an opportunity to talk to each other. And so I definitely look forward to it. And, you know, we kind of have a full itinerary this time because this is a surprise episode. Um, I'm sure everyone is I've already <laughs> read the title, so I can't really tease it or anything like that. But uh, actually, no, no, I will be able to tease them. I am not going to put the title of what this episode is. I will just kind of put surprise episode. Um, so, yeah, we're teasing this episode because this one's going to be a special one for all of you. But uh, we have a big itinerary. So if I want to keep it under an hour, let's just jump right into it. The appetizer. All right. So one thing that has happened before we could talk about anything in the PDL, the big surprise is the big trade that literally happened moments ago. Darren, what happened? Um, so Carson Wentz finally got traded. Finally. Three weeks after the discussion was first brought up. <laughs> I felt like I was eventually getting blue balls because I kept hearing, oh, Chicago is going to do this and that. At one point, they're like, oh, they're going to send four, yeah. maybe three Cohen, a first. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. And obviously, I feel like how we started to feel the pressure. I feel like as time goes on, Carson loses value, if you will. So uh, where did Carson go? What did that team give up? Um, It was Indy. It was basically basically a third and a first because, I mean, I'll be surprised if he doesn't hit the the incentive, which is like he has to play 75% of the uh, snaps, which like unless he gets hurt or he's like as bad as he was last year, he's going to hit that pretty easily. Um, so it's basically a first and a third. Yeah. And so how do you feel about the trade uh, after, you know, all of the rumors, like we said, it's been marinating for about three weeks. I mean, personally, I think it's great. Like I, I'm surprised that they got a first for him um, as bad as he was last year, but like I see like a bunch of people saying that like they they wanted to get more and like like what do you what do you think you're getting more of like I who is offering for this guy it's it was literally the only rumors I saw was the Bears and the Colts so it's one or the other and that was the best offer so gotta kind of take what you can get I feel exactly the way you are I'm just happy that something happened because the longer we waited the more scared I got with like I was like oh we're gonna keep him like I knew we weren't going to because of you know how everything kind of ended and you know Doug's gone so now it's like a whole new regime but if this trade happened within like that first week when all the rumors are coming out I would have been disappointed I would have been like man I feel like we could have gotten yeah whatever maybe they rushed but it was three weeks later when it finally happened I was like oh my god my god I would have taken just that third man honestly I'm just happy that something happened but yeah, so I'm really excited. Uh, one last thing before we kind of move on is, uh, how do you think Carson's going to do over in Indy? Um, I think for him, it's the best case scenario because if he is going to kind of regain his previous form, that's the place he's going to do it. Um, so he's got to be happy, I think. He's got to be happy to be out of here and to have a fresh start. Yeah, absolutely. He can bring his his whiny ways somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, he's reconnected with the offensive coordinator or the quarterback coach or whatever that kind of helped him develop to what he was in 2017. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all on right that did it, but I mean, he had a huge influence, obviously. And now he's protected by a good line. Uh, definitely more weapons than he pretty much ever had in Philly. So I think he's in good hands. Also, he's going to be handing the ball off to JT. So I think he's literally been put in the absolute best position to win. And I think he is going to be pretty good so i'm excited i'm going to be rooting for him i know kind of like he has soured in everyone in philadelphia but you know i've always kind of liked carson Wentz, and even when he was yeah. really bad i mean and i, I wouldn't him. defend how bad he was <laughs> but i would just be like yeah he sucks but i mean i still kind of like him so it's kind of cool now that he's on a completely different team so now i could have maybe a little bit more of an unbiased view but yeah well kind of yeah see I'm going to cheer for him more this year than I think I ever have because I want him to be just good enough so that we get that first round pick. <laughs> so you see at 75%, you're like, yeah, I mean, tear another ACL. Yeah. Kidding, whatever. Yeah. After that point, he's, I can be back on the hate train because I, I never liked him. I always thought he kind of 
stunk, even though he was like yeah. borderline MVP that one year. But I remember how depressed you were when the Eagles straight up to number two to get him. You were so upset. You're like, this is why the Eagles. Yeah, I wanted I wanted Dak Prescott so bad that draft, and he went in like what the fourth round. But yeah, third, fourth. Round. I guess that wasn't gonna happen because we had other plans trading up to get Wentz, which. That's why I don't really care if our that conditional second turns into a first or not. How he's drafting, I mean, I know the big meme thing to say right now is, oh, we took what Rager when Justin Jefferson was there. We took uh, JJAW instead of DK Metcalf and just yeah, like all these guys. But whatever, I I already spent enough time on this than I wanted to. Fuck Howie Carson. Good luck. We'll see what happens. But. Yeah, the second part I want to talk to all of you guys about is kind of, I guess, the surprise this episode. So for those of you who actually pay attention in the chat, I had something awesome cooked up for the PDL Awards. I always like to try to do something special for you guys to kind of put a nice little, you know, closure to the past season. And this season was probably the best season we've ever had because I won. And so, yeah, I can confidently say this is the best goddamn season I've ever been a part of in my entire life. But all jokes aside, you know, I had my friend pronounced these little trophy things. It was about like, it wasn't actually that little. It was almost like half a foot. So it was like six inches uh, tall. I feel weird anytime I refer anything to in inches, but it was about uh, half a foot tall, but it wasn't very heavy. And it was like a little uh, PDL trophy that just said participation award. Sorry. And then I etched like personal little memes about like specific people like it had your name so darren's your trophy was different than say you know max's and so on and so forth um it, it all had the same shape but what was written on it was different and then uh because it's you know it's 3d printed it's not the most um durable thing i wrapped it in I, I don't know if you guys remember but i went over to nashville for the nfl draft and i got a bunch of reddit shirts it's just literally um the football subreddit shirt i think it's just like that reddit dude that little alien guy just wearing like a football helmet or actually darren i gave you one so you know what yeah i have one yeah yeah so i never ever wear but i got a bunch so i remember i told you guys i would send it all your way at one point but i never did so this was the perfect opportunity to give you guys something cool wrap it in a t-shirt and then also of course a little certificate depending on whatever you were nominated for and things like that and so yeah had all these things cooked up um took it all over i wanted to time it exactly that saturday before the super bowl time it up with the uh, nfl awards because you know no one actually really watches that it's garbage but um yeah that that's that was the plan or that's what was supposed to happen and then as you guys have documented uh something got lost whatever and i had a little bit of hope because they're like oh yeah here's like the Whenever you, you know, send something out, they give you a little like follow up receipt so you can kind of track it or they could kind of refer back to it or whatever. And they're like, okay, yeah, we lost this like one shipment. I was like, all right, well, like that's not a normal thing, obviously. And so I had high hopes that it was just going to show up at some point. And obviously, what, two, three weeks later, I feel like now it still has not happened. So this is where we are now. I kind of try to think of another cool way to cook up something really cool to do, but I think kind of my frustrations and also kind of being really, really busy slash lazy, at least towards this league. I thought, all right, I'll just do, you know, a podcast episode. I mean, what better way to encapsulate this pandemic year? So Darren, thank you for tagging along, even though you didn't really have a choice, but the way that this format's going, I have all the different lists of all the different kind of awards and whatnot. And we're just going to kind of release it here. I know it's not as sexy. um, And I really, you know, it's partly because I'm lazy. I, I don't want to go and make all these different graphics, drop it all in just for you guys to kind of look at it in the chat and not really care. So it'll be kind of cool to do it this way. <laughs> so, Darren, what are your thoughts? Don't you think this is going to be the best uh, PDL awards ever? Um, It could be. It, it leaves something to be desired. But it's, it's good enough because wow. I don't think anyone that really cares is going to care other than this anyway, if you know oh. what I mean. Thanks. Thanks, Darren. There's about, what, six sure know how to six sell it, people. man. <laughs> there's like it. six people that just like will do what you said you know like they'll just see it and be like oh nice <laughs> <laughs> move on with their day which is like normal like <laughs> i think that's a normal thing to do but there is yeah. like a some some people definitely appreciate it the, the little things yeah i think uh, at the end of the day some people like you said definitely appreciate things more than others i guess and so because of all that being said i was just like you know i'm just gonna do this (laughs) and see what happens 
And so with that being said, welcome to the PDL Awards. I wish I even had sound drops, but I've been having a lot of technical problems with my laptop, which is why I've been doing my own drop. So I apologize for the cringe, but not really, because that's kind of the format of how things are. So let's kick things started. The main course, the biggest trade of the year. This is the one that I wanted to start out with. And the top three nominees were the, that one big Miles Sanders trade, Tannehill, Austin Eckler, Jarvis Landry, a 2020 first, second, and third, and a 2021 first. All of that for Mr. Alvin Kamara and Mr. Sam Darnold. And last but not least, there is one last blockbuster trade that I want to bring up is Zach Ertz, Aaron Jones, Lamar Jackson, a 2020 second first for the person who was just traded today, Carson Wentz, Stephon Diggs, Joe Mixon and Darren Waller. All three of those trades are gigantic. Darren, which one do you think wins? And which one would you be surprised if wins, if that makes sense? Which one's the favorite? Which one's the least favorite out of these three for you? So I think the one that has the most had the most impact on the league was the trade that you made for Aaron Jones, uh, Lamar Jackson. That trade obviously had the most impact on the league last year. The one I think will have the most future impact will probably be the Austin Eckler, Alvin Kamara trade, because I think that makes Joe's team really good for next season, because um, now he has Kamara and Barkley. Um, the Miles Sanders trade kind of is to, to like the bottom teams, so it doesn't really have like a huge impact on anything, but it was still like a huge trade. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure for this one, I voted for the Kamara one, um, but I could definitely see your trade winning. All right, and the winner is, yep, you're absolutely right. It was actually not my trade, but it was that Camara trade. It actually wasn't that close. Uh, I thought it was going to be a lot tighter, but I also voted for that giant Alvin Kamara trade as well because kind of like you said, it it really shakes things up. And what, Joe has what, Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley moving forward, right? Yeah, he has two of the top five maybe top three dynasty running backs going in the next season. Yeah. And like, just obviously to, going to be competitor now trying to look at it at another kind of point of view. And I guess in rose tinted glasses, but Hey, who knows? Maybe Sam Darnold's future doesn't look as bad as it does. You know what I mean? Like he could get traded mm-hmm. to another good team and give him an opportunity. And honestly, at any position than being on the jets with adam gase as your head coach is going to be an upgrade so hopefully maybe we'll start to see some development and all that potential that people saw but yeah that was the trade that won it was the one i think we're going to be kind of feeling the aftershocks for the longest because you know mm-hmm. Tannehill's still fantastic landry like you said is good and eckler is pretty young and then there's like a whole slew of draft picks in there as well so only time will tell what that's going to convert over to but yeah, so far, no big surprises, but yeah, the biggest trade of the year. And I think it's kind of crazy because Miles Sanders, in my opinion, that trade was huge as well. There were so many picks involved. So I feel like in any yeah. other league, I would have been like, holy smokes, that's the biggest trade I've ever seen. But it's almost funny that out of all the trades that kind of happened in this league, we're just like, ah, I mean, yeah, that was a good trade, but it, it can't really compete with all these other gigantic trades either. Yeah, I think it was just because like if it was like, your team and you won the title and you traded for Miles Sanders, like that would have more impact, but it just didn't really have, it had no impact on anything. You know, mm-hmm. it was a huge trade, but it just didn't really change anything. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so that was the biggest trade of the year. I always like looking at this award from year to year only because, you know, it gets kind of crazy. It gets, it gets really fun to kind of see what happened in the past and what's happening now. And so, So it's really cool to also reflect what happened last year as well. This trade, this biggest trade award is always a lot of fun because here, let's talk about who won this award last year. It was the Dalvin Cook 2023rd and Josh Jacobs for Zeke and a second. I mean, I feel like this Alvin Kamara trade is huge, but even looking at last year's biggest trade of the year, that still feels bigger. I feel like only because now all three of those players are huge, huge pieces to have don't you agree yeah i mean honestly it's weird because at the time when that trade was made obviously zeke was the 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 centerpiece like he was the guy that you wanted out of those three running backs and now like after the season he had last year it's obviously 
the running back that you want from those three is Dalvin Cook, and he was paired with Josh Jacobs. <laughs> so um, didn't turn out the best for Welch, unfortunately for him. Um, but I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't wouldn't change it like hindsight because it did. He he came in second last year, so um, having Zeke helped him more than Dalvin Cook would have last year because I think Dalvin Cook and Josh Jacobs are both hurt at the end of the year last year. So um, yeah. he won some money last year and without Zeke, he might not have won some money. So that's true. That's true. All right. So that kind of wraps up that segment. Now I kind of want to bring up the next award. It's the biggest waiver pickup of the year. And once again, maybe I'll change up the format. I'll talk about who won this award last year. It was Kevin from the yellow Hawks actually won this award. It was Kyle Allen. He got him for five bucks last year. And I guess that's when uh, Cam Newton was poo poo, I guess. So, wow. It must've been really thin pickings for that to win the award. Right. Gross. Yeah. It's terrible. That was the best waiver. But don't worry this year. I promise that it's a lot more exciting because the top three contenders was mile Gaskins who Josh got for $16. James Robinson, who once again, Josh got for $6. And Travis Fulgham, I picked him up for $0. This was a huge, huge runaway. The winner won by a landslide and got all but two votes. Who won this award, Darren? I just want to say first, it's kind of weird that none of these guys are on the original team anymore, especially because Josh had two of these guys and both of them are gone. Um, That is a good point. But it's obviously James Robinson. Yep, you are absolutely right. James Robinson, who? It is that undrafted running back from Jacksonville who, well, I think he was like, what, top five fantasy receiver this year, right? Yeah, I, I think so. He he set like all kinds of records for rookie running back, so he was like, he was very good. Yeah, um, we don't even need to really spend a lot of time on this category because of how much of a blowout it was. Should be a surprise to absolutely no one. But, Darren, like you mentioned, every one of these players are no longer on their respective teams yeah, and that's gone. Josh included. So, but I do want to, you know, shine a little light to Josh. I think it means a testament of him as an owner of how active he is and how many moves he makes. I mean, he's on, he's obviously made two really big waiver pickups. I mean, he was nominated mm-hmm. twice for this category and um, you know, whichever way you think of it. Yeah. He did end up trading both of them away. But once again, that kind of shines another light to how active he is. He's trading them. He's working the waivers. He's doing this and that, which is, uh, you know, Pretty good phrase. I mean, there is another owner who I am not going to mention that has a whole lot more fab that is a lot less active, huh? <laughs> there um, certainly is. <laughs> so with that being said, let's move on to the next category, best free agent pickup. All right, now we're getting somewhere. Last year, let me pull this up and see who we had. And just kidding. I don't, I actually don't have that. Wow. Okay, well, last year's um, show, I, I guess. Think it was, um, I think it was Hunter Renfro. Ooh, yeah. That's Kev, right. that Kev right. picked yep. up Hunter Renfro. I think it was him. Wow, Kev picking up Kyle Allen and Hunter Renfro. What a, what a beast, right? <laughs> oh, God, that sounds disgusting coming out of my mouth. But, all right, so this year, the categories were Robert Tunyon, tight end on the M- Murphy Street Empires, giving Max a big shout out there. Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver on Kenny's team. Yes, I'm not even going to reference Kenny's team because all the titles of his team are garbage. So I'll just refer to Kenny's team. And last but not least, Dalton Schultz, tight end for Joe. Is Joe still the average Joe's or is it is it different? Uh, I don't think he updated it yet. So yeah, that's kind of why grandfather that in. <laughs> yeah, I'll say the average Joe's, but uh, that's why a lot of the people on this uh, show doc right now has just the first names because a lot of people didn't update it yet, but that's fine. But yeah, so Robert Tunyon, Nelson Aguilar, Dalton Schultz, those are the three. Who do you think won? Um, I mean, I would say it's definitely not Dalton Schultz. Um, my guess would be Robert Tunyon because he was very good tight end this year and I just think Nelson Aguilar is probably still not getting respect. You are absolutely right. Robert Tunyon got 50% of the votes. I honestly thought it was going to be a little bit more of a blowout, but um, I guess I was kind of surprised. There were only two other players that garnered at least one vote that was not listed, and that was Alex Smith, who you picked up, Darren, and Rashad Higgins, a.k.a. Kenny's favorite player that have ever lived. (laughs) 
So those are the only two other guys. And so kind of with the list of the players that were listed, I mean, Robert Tunyon is sticks out so much. So that's kind of why I assumed, oh, he yeah. probably got like 80% of the votes. But hey, winning by 50% is still not too shabby, if you ask me. Yeah, it's still winning. <laughs> still a win. And so let's talk about Rookie of the Year. So this is going to be a really special award because it's really hard to not cloud your judgment on Rookie of the Year for what happened in, I guess, in real life, but kind of giving a little bit out of the bag. That person also was nominated for the PDL rookie of the year, Justin Herbert quarterback on, of course, the Philadelphia yellow Hawks shout out to Kev man. Kev's popping up a lot in this episode too, but he doesn't listen to this show. And yeah, then we got, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Yals have no freaking idea. This happens. They thought um, then, we just did the welcome thing and then that was it. And like, that was, <laughs> that was done. <laughs> yeah. Then they showed up and they just dumped. Anyway, sorry. Rookie of the year. We got Justin Herbert, James Robinson, I still want to put, I know he's on a different team, but I want to kind of give Josh this award, obviously, if James Robinson mm-hmm. wins. And Justin freaking Jefferson, wide receiver on the Murphy Street Empire. I believe this is the second time that Max has come up in this awards, kind of a testament to his owner and why we both have him as a number one team heading into next year. But yeah, James Robinson, Justin Herbert, Justin Jefferson. I feel like this one's actually pretty darn tough, if you ask me. Justin Jefferson had arguably the best wide receiver rookie year ever next to Randy Moss. I know he broke the most um, yards, but Randy Moss had like 18 fucking touchdowns as a rookie. So I'm sorry for people saying, oh, no, Justin Jefferson's season was better. I'm like, no, not, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even close. But he still had a hell of a year. James Robinson, on the other hand, was also a top five PDL running back. That's just overall, not not including rookie, or obviously includes rookies, but not just rookies, but he was absolutely phenomenal. And you also cannot stop and mention Justin Herbert. We're super flex league, guys. You, you can't kind of overstate that. Now it looks like the Yellow Hawks have what? A franchise quarterback? Like when Trevor Lawrence comes in, you want him to be like Justin Herbert now, right? Darren, is that a fair thing to say? Um, I'm sure that's what Justin is hoping for, yeah. Um I'm sure he definitely would like that to happen because Justin Herbert was like very, very good for like the what the first 10, 10 weeks. He also um, had Anthony Lynn as awesome. his quarterback, or I mean, not quarterback, head coach. So I feel yeah. like that's a handicap too. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Anthony Lynn, the stuff that he was bad at was like more of like the head coaching stuff, like the time management, that kind of stuff. Like he was terrible at that. Um, I don't know how bad of an offensive guy he was um because if i remember correctly the build offenses were pretty good when he was there um but i don't know i think it it is like a little bit of a handcuff but not like i think it's kind of overblown but but yeah if if lawrence comes out of the gate and he's as good as harvard then we're never going to hear the end of it with jensen he's going to (laughs) be talking how he was justified waiting two years for him he's the second coming of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Joe Montana and Dan Marino all combined into one. <laughs> I mean, be, I feel like that's kind of what Trevor Lawrence has to be for all this to justify to work out for Jensen. Um, but I he also want to preface yeah. this saying, I love you, Jensen. I know you actually do listen to this and you fire, you get all fired up when Darren or I ever say anything poorly, but just know that I love <laughs> you. Darren, Darren can talk a lot of trash, but I'm just trying to, you know, mend our relationship, of course. But yeah, so sorry, let's get back on track. Rookie of the year, Darren. Who do you think won it? So I, I would probably say not James Robinson. Um, so I, I don't it's know. A two, it's pretty close. Race. Yeah, I think it's pretty close between Herbert and Jefferson. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I voted for Herbert just because of how how good he was, and he won the real life rookie of the year. Um, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna guess Jefferson just because he was so good, but. It's between All those two, I think. right. So it's a two-man race to you. I want to disclose I also voted for Justin Herbert because I would be so happy if I didn't have to worry about the quarterback position for like the next decade. But I guess you yeah. can also make that argument for the man who did win, Justin Jefferson. He was unbelievable. Obviously, like the, what the first two, three weeks he didn't really play. And I remember I picked up what BC Johnson, I think. Like, I remember reports coming out on training camp be like, oh, yeah, BC Johnson's actually the number two. Justin Jefferson's struggling, blah, blah, blah. So I actually picked him up and I was like, oh, sweet. 
like this should be fine. Like I don't think you'd hold off Justin Jefferson for long, but I don't need him to. I just need someone to plug and start here and there if I need him at flex. And yeah, I feel like people don't even know who this Johnson guy is anymore because Justin Jefferson came on the screen or screen <laughs> came on the scene and what he he kind of took over. Everyone does his little touchdown dance and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I feel like you can't be that upset. Once again, I still think Justin Herbert should have won because it is a super flex. But Darren, I don't think uh, that's like something that you could be really upset about. No, I think I, the only thing I would have been like blown away is if James Robinson won. But <laughs> <laughs> I think Herbert and Jefferson, both of them were deserving. So I think Absolutely. it's I think it's pretty good. And so I want to take a quick little break here because I did want to mention, I actually was able to find the uh, pickup, the best free agent pickup. And you said it was Hunter Renfro. I say, no, no, you are a liar because it was actually Darren Waller by you. Oh yeah. Yeah, You picked him up for my team and I was able to cash him in for one of the potential trade of the year candidates for this season. But he was that big pickup. And like you said, you had a hand in the trade of the year. You obviously had a hand in uh, pickup. So it's no surprise that you won the Wii that year. Once again, I don't want to spoil anything, but you may or may not be in contention for that. But with that being said, I also want to bring up the next category, TDL busts. Last year, it was a little bit easier to put because we kind of saw you know, who was drafted when, so that was easy to see. But I guess bust in the sense of this year was just who I guess you were relying on. So last year, the winner of this award was Mr. DJ David Johnson on my own team. And uh, I got him in the second round. So that kind of makes you throw up in your mouth a little bit. But I will not say anything poorly of that man because he helped me win a championship. So with that being said, one last thing I want to preface before I tell you the top three people in this category is this was by far the closest race. And to put it into context, only two votes separates first place and fourth place. That's how tight it was. So this could honestly be a toss-up, but there were a lot of good players to really kind of be nominated for this. But the top three were Michael Thomas, wide receiver from the Dallas Strip. A giving Wilch a shout-out. First time he's appeared in this PDL award show so far. Mr. Zach Ertz, tight end for my team. Uh, that I eventually traded for, but he was actually originally on Chuck's team for majority of the season. And then Mr. Le'Veon Bell from Kevin. Once I feel like this is like the award show for Kev, but yeah, he's mentioned a lot. Yeah, Kev, uh, Mr. Le'Veon Bell, Philadelphia Yellow Hawks running back, as we all know, kind of ended up in Kansas City and did absolutely nothing. So there's very good reason for all three of these players to be here. Who do you think wins? I think Mike Thomas because he was. Uh, obviously, he, out of these three, he's the best of the three players. He was expected to get the most points, and he was bad. So I would guess him. All right. So once again, if I were you, that's who I would have guessed out of all that as well. I actually have to play spoiler. <laughs> this is why this award show is so authentic, because I just do it in one take because I don't want to fucking edit it. Uh, I misread it. I just misread because the way that this pie chart has, it has two greens on here, almost the same exact shade, and I messed up. The sore, or the one player that does not belong in this list is actually Zachers. Do you agree? Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see Zachers in there. Yeah, in top three. That doesn't really make any sense. I voted for this player I'm about to mention right now. That was the other shade of green that I actually misread. And it's Uh... Christian McCaffrey, once again, on Kevin's team, running back. Now that I mentioned Christian McCaffrey, does that change who you believe won? Um, no, I, th- I, well, I don't know. Because they, um, both Michael Thomas and McCaffrey both got hurt. But I feel like when McCaffrey was playing, he was much better than Michael Thomas. So, I don't know. I, I think you could give it to either one of them, definitely, because they were both really bad. Like Michael Thomas was what the wide receiver one and McCaffrey was the running back one. So yeah, absolutely. either way, I think you go either way. So I voted for Mr. Christian McCaffrey and that is also the guy who won the person I omitted because it was that weird shade of green. <laughs> I absolutely agree. I feel like when McCaffrey played, he actually helped you a lot. I feel like every time he played, he got 20 plus points, but I feel like that's the argument of why he was such a bust. 
he, he was never really shut down for the entire season. Like anytime he did play, you were like, holy crap, he still got it. Like, even if he doesn't practice or whatever, he's still going to get me Christian McCaffrey points. But then that was kind of why it hurt you so much. You always wanted to put him, oh, should I put him in the flex? Maybe he will show up this week. I mean, he didn't practice, but he's a game time decision. Whereas Michael Thomas, he was kind of similar in that way. And then eventually they just completely shut him down. They're like, all right, we're just keeping him for the playoffs and stuff. And so, yeah, I feel like that's why Christian McCaffrey kind of had that little bit of a bump. But once again, it's not like McCaffrey ran away with this award. Only one vote really separated him from everyone else that we just mentioned. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think either way, I think it's they were deservedly bad. So yeah, and I'm not, I guess I'm not arguing with that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's nice because I feel like Kev was snubbed for Rookie of the Year. His own Justin Herbert should have won that award. So I guess now as consult or um consolidate or consolation that's the word i was looking for the consolation prize for not winning rookie of the year i guess he just wins pdl bus that's like the same award right <laughs> basically hey but at least um, he was still able to make playoffs you are absolutely right and so with that being said darren i want you to introduce the next three categories if you will i will update the last two on who those uh category of people are but um yeah what is the next award we're looking at the pdl mvp so it is Devonte adams from your team kyler murray from max's team and josh allen from mike's team I have no so, idea who won. So I can't oh, no. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to say something a little bit more. I thought some of the cool things for the PDL MVP is it's a super flex league. So I was fully expecting to see a lot of quarterbacks on this list, and I was not surprised. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I thought it was going to be almost like a sweep, if you will. But we have Mr. Yeah. Kyler Murray, who he had such a weird – he was, like, freaking amazing. Like, what, like the first – Yeah, and then he was – bad for he hurt his like, shoulder the right couple games yeah i think he was playing hurt for like five or six games there yeah because hobbits, he wasn't the same. hobbits take a while to recover you would think that they recover quick but i don't know man yeah he does he runs around like a little toddler it's so <laughs> weird so yeah we have him uh represented max again of course uh, max showing up a lot during this show and we finally have the first time mr mike servas makes it on this list with mr josh allen what a freaking monster how good was Josh Allen this year, man? He was so good <laughs> that he, he helped me win league. my other league. <laughs> and he made me change my view on him from thinking that he is trash like Jalen Ramsey to thinking that he's actually pretty good. Um, so to the point where I have I have, like the other league I'm in is the keeper league. So I'm actually strongly considering keeping him. So that's how good he was this year. That he is somehow Josh Allen won the Super Bowl this year. Like they beat uh, the Chiefs and then they go to see Brady and then he beats Brady and then he wins Buffalo, their first, uh, you know, championship after, you know, being blue balled for so long. You know, I would still say his greatest accomplishment would be turning your view around on him. <laughs> being like, you know, I'm not saying he's amazing, but I don't think he's trash. That's probably the highest praise you could get from someone who used to be on Darren's trash list. So, yeah. And then last but not least, the one player that is not a quarterback that's representing the PDL MVP race is Devontae Adams, wide receiver for my team. And so he also had a phenomenal year, but it's kind of the – MO on Devonta Adams, he just can't stay healthy. He he can't play all 16 games, but he doesn't need to to have the impact that he has. So with that being said, who do you think won this race? Um, so I would say it's either Devonta Adams because he had the biggest impact and he helped you win, or it was Josh Allen because Josh Allen was actually, I think, deservedly so of the MVP. But like I said, Devonta Adams had the biggest impact. Um, so I I'm pretty sure I voted for Josh Allen. Gotcha. I actually, uh, I guess I was a little bit biased. I voted for Devontae Adams only because when I looked at the list, uh, I'll quickly go over some of the other guys that were a part of it. It was Dalvin Cook on Kenny's team, running back, obviously. Alvin Kamara on Joe's team. And Derrick Henry, running back, on my team. When I looked at all of the players on this list, 
the way I evaluate MVP is a little bit different than MVP in fantasy in general, because this is the PDL MVP. I mean, Mike with Josh Allen, Josh Allen was phenomenal, but obviously did not help Mike win a lot of games. Yeah. And I could say the yeah, same thing with Kyler Murray with, um, you know, Max's team. Unfortunately, Max's team kind of got shit on because he just had bad luck when it came to scheduling and things like that. But still, Kyler Murray was great, but he kind of faltered off. And then once again, he didn't kind of convert his performance to wins for that team. And this trend continues when you go over and look at Alvin Kamara. Once again, fantastic, but did not help Joe win, you know, all. He almost made the playoffs, but unfortunately didn't make it. So there was, to me, it was down to Derrick Henry or Devontae Adams. They both helped me win the championship and where I am today. And because it was down to those two, it was kind of splitting hairs. But I thought Devontae Adams eventually had the absolute most impact to kind of catapult me to where, you know, I am today. And so with that being said, I was absolutely right. Eight people voted for Devontae Adams. It was, you know, pretty big in his favor. I mean, eight people out of all the people that voted for this, um, I think that's a huge amount, and I was really happy to go see it that way. Not that I would have been upset if it went to, you know, Josh Allen because he had such a good year, but I feel like when I kind of tried to justify it in my head, it just didn't make sense to give it anyone but to Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it had the most the most impact. Um the way I think about it is different. I just think about it like kind of in a vacuum. Um, so in a vacuum, I think Josh Allen was the most valuable like fantasy player. Um, but in our league, Devontae Adams definitely, definitely had more impact. I think Servos finished in third place. So third to last place, I mean. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it was absolutely crazy to kind of see how everything happens. And then last year, it was Lamar Jackson. But I... <laughs> It kind of like how for in the NFL awards, when they had the comeback play of the year, everyone knew it was going to be Alex Smith. I felt like last year, everyone knew it was going to be Lamar. Like Lamar, I yeah. feel like swept the awards last year. So it's kind of cool to see that now um, in the PDL lore, it, it's really cool because I'm so tired and jaded of seeing quarterbacks always winning this award, which will typically happen. Uh, but, you know, Devontae Adams, congratulations. Won your first MVP in the PDL. Uh, I'm really happy to have you on my team. And hey, let's bring another championship home. But I guess this is a great opening to the next award, Darren. What is it? Uh, it's the Gabe. So it's Josh, Jensen, and you. <laughs> yep. And who won the award last year, Darren? I'm pretty sure it was you. <laughs> yep. It was me. It was me. I feel like a lot of that also had to do with, you know, I won the biggest bust award when I drafted David Johnson in the second round. People were probably like, what the hell was he smoking? But at the time, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I thought it was going to be awesome, you know, got Kyler Murray and whatever. I'm not going to try defending myself right now. But, yeah, I won that award, and I was pretty salty about it, and I let you guys know about it a lot of how upset I was. But then there are the other two teams. Jensen, who we just had – we are just starting our offseason breakdown, and we both unanimously already agree that he was still the worst team. So mm-hmm. he is up in contentions. And then Josh is the other person. Do you have any reason – our explanation why Josh may be uh, in the running to win the game this year? Um, I think it was just because he was very confused this year. Um, it was kind of like one foot into I'm going to win and one foot to I'm going to rebuild. And I think that didn't really help him very much in the long run. Because um, he, he made that trade where he traded for, uh, well, we're going to talk about this when we do his thing, but so I won't go on <laughs> for, for too long. But he, he just, he flip-flopped, you know? Didn't really help him. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I feel like he couldn't find his identity, but we will break it down more whenever we kind of actually break his whole team down. But yeah, I, I feel like it's uh, no surprise, as bad as that sounds, on why he may also be in the running. And then last but not least, myself, Darren. Why am I here? Uh, there might have been a conspiracy, maybe. Um, oh, oh, really? Really? You don't you don't think I would have heard about this by now? Because I definitely heard about this. Oh, did you? <laughs> this hears things, all right? I hear things. <laughs> yeah, I actually I didn't have a part in it because <laughs> I did not vote for you. I think Jensen forgot to actually. Oh, so shit! I said his name. I think he actually um forgot to tell me because so he, didn't he actually... was the one that put this together. <laughs> I didn't know who did it. Oh, you motherfucker, Jensen! I sat here defending you all the time all the podcasts all right okay. no no he didn't, right. um 
he didn't message me. He forgot to message me to tell me oh. to do it. So I already, uh, I already put in my vote before, before I even heard about it. Well, let's so. burn some bridges then. Who did you vote for if it wasn't for me? I voted for Josh because I think that he, he uh, was confused. And then Jensen just, he was unashamedly bad. So you can't really vote for him because he wanted to be bad. <laughs> so now with this, you know, little backstory, a little bit of context on what was going on in this league against the commissioner and the league champion. Uh, can you break down how many votes first, second, and third got for winning the game? There was seven votes for the first place bad team. And then three and two. Oh, okay. So who, who won? Who won the game this year? I'm assuming it was you. <laughs> I'm assuming it was you. Don't try to act like you don't know what happened. And I can't, I can't suspiciously throw this and be like, oh yeah, that was a funny troll, guys. No, I will, I'll commit. I will accept that this has happened. I won the game two years in a row, and I will wear it like a badge of freaking honor because you guys just did this to spite me. I am still gonna complain about this at this upcoming year. So you guys just played yourself. Remember how annoying I was saying? All right, well, I got to make this move because you guys voted me to win the game. I'm going to be like that times two. So you guys thought I dropped nuclear trades this past season. You ain't seen nothing yet. I know we were talking about how no trades has happened yet. Darren, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I know I've been keeping you in the dark because we don't uh, text much, but I'm currently talking to two different owners on possible trades that might be able to go down. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And it's actually something that I think may actually happen. Not just like, Oh yeah, no, we're just talking and you know, fall through yeah. and stop talking. Um, yeah, I think there's, a, there's like, I would say a 70% chance on one of the trades and the other one, eh, I would say 55. I would say more in favor of doing it than not. So I'm going to be dropping some make bombs. This happen to get some, get some, get the stuff in motion, you know? Because like oh. last year, I, I made the trade, like literally the very first day I made that trade with Kenny. And I kind of put the wheels in motion for a bunch of people to make trades. So someone's going to just like break the seal and then, you know. So it could be you. Should be you. Seventy percent sounds pretty good. Maybe this was the fire I needed winning the game again. I was like, all right, fuck you guys. Now I'm gonna try to dominate even more. Um, but before we go to the last and final category, Darren, I wanted to say I appreciate you going back into the show doc and put an exclamation point on first place got seven votes and it was me. So I appreciate you putting the exclamation point on there. That that makes me feel a whole lot better. <laughs> I mean, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now for the most presti- uh, the second most prestigious award that the PDL can possibly give. It only stands second to winning the whole championship, which I did. Fuck you guys. I may have won the game, but I won the league. Darren, who are in contentions for this? Um, it's me, you, and Kevin, which is really weird to me, but it's Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true. And to put it into context, this was uh, this was a pretty big blowout. It wasn't as big of a blowout as a Robert Tunyon voting, but this was pretty close. It was almost as big as a blowout as the Gabe. That was uh, fixed by some owner that runs a trash-ass organization that doesn't know how to deal, that motherfucker. Anyway, now that I aired that laundry, first place got seven votes, and second place both tied for two votes. Darren, obviously you made huge impacts. You absolutely revolutionized Gabe's old team. It's unrecognizable. If he was able to come back right now and we stripped everyone's name off of the teams and he looked at it, I don't know if he would be able to pick, oh yeah, this is my old team from just last season, right? Yeah, yeah, because the only I literally only have Odell and AB. They're the only people I have from his team and I took it over. Everyone exactly. else is gone. Actually, that'd be kind of a fun experiment to do, right? Just me maybe reaching out to him and be like, hey, I redacted every team name, but these are all the rosters. Which one do you think is yours kind of thing? I feel like that'd be pretty cool. So who, who I think I think Mayo might have the most players from, because I, I made a couple of trades with him. So he might have the most players from Gabe's old team. I'm going to have to go some investigation. I don't know. No, yeah, but this who, is just a big testament to what you were able to do. You came in with, I guess, a little bit of a handicap. And obviously, we waived your um, you know, buy-in for two years. This past year was waived. And this upcoming year, some trash-ass owner is going to cover it. Um, <laughs> but no, I feel like that handicap almost is unfair because you immediately 
turn this team around almost at the point where you shocked yourself where you mentioned multiple times saying I didn't think I was going to make it to the playoffs this year right yeah I mean I, I wanted to be bad like I wanted to be as kind of like what um Mike was doing like trying to to be bad enough to be bad enough to be bad for one year but then the next year be good um that's what I wanted didn't work out I still won nine games <laughs> it's like it's like the bittersweetness you have three firsts but you're like oh, God, failure for my own success. It's still great to have three firsts. Don't hear what I'm not saying, but I feel like the position you put yourself in for those three firsts kind of (laughs) suck. Yeah, I I thought I was going to, I thought it was going to be like, I I would maybe get like Justin Fields out of one of those firsts, but not looking likely. And with that being said, the last owner that we have not yet discussed, Mr. Kevin Yao, he's been all over this award show. Why is he on here? I'm kind of thinking, no disrespect to Kev, but I'm kind of thinking this might be part of the conspiracy. Um, really? Because I don't know. It's just it's odd. Like Kevin, he he's only active like occasionally. He, I don't think he made it. He made one trade this year, right? It was the Mike Davis trade. That was the only trade he made. <laughs> he doesn't make any waiver claims. Doesn't make any roster moves really. So, I mean, he had Christian McCaffrey go down. He won the biggest bus, and he still made it into the playoffs. I know, but that was kind of like dumb luck. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Well, like, no, you can say whatever you want. Kev's not listening. So. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to, and he wouldn't care anyway. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think I think it's like one of these things is not like the other. And <laughs> You know, know what? It is for me. Kev being here is kind of weird. When I started to get the results, what I thought happened was owners were salty when they got to this award part, and they're like, fuck, I just want to give this one that I know will never win it. Uh, Okay, maybe some people might put Jensen down as a troll. Let me just pick someone that no one would ever vote this award for. Oh, here, here's Kev. No one will say Kev. And then they put him in, and then he just happened to accumulate some votes. So with all that being said, Darren, me, you, and Mr. Kevin Yao also, can I mention that this is an all Delco Wii running? It is, all three, hey, yeah. Look at us go, man. The Marvel people of Oregon, what's going on over there? Maybe they got a little too excited when they legalized everything, right? Yeah, they uh, stopped focusing on fantasy football. Right. I feel like I'm going to be eating my words because next year I feel like the pendulum is going to swing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like yeah, Kev's team is slowly going to fall apart. Yo. Kenny's team's somehow going to fall apart. And then Max's team is just going to be as good as we think. Mike is going to hit on the draft finally because he blew the draft last year. It, I feel like it's things are going to be working in their favor. And they already claim Chuck is one of their own. So, I mean, right I there, know. you might have three playoff teams. And then once I can't disrespect Joe. I know Joe doesn't listen to this. But, I mean, he's going to have Saquon and Alvin Kamara. That's unbelievable. Yeah, I think I think Joe and Max are definitely getting in. Um, they're going to be in next year, I think. I think Kev might fall out unless he um, starts to make some moves. I think right. he's going to be one of the people that falls out. I guess we're going to have to look back to whatever our rankings are going to be soon when we break down each team. And then I think it's kind of cool because whenever after we go finish going over all teams, we could then kind of look, all right, then who is our top six? Because this must be who we think are going to make the playoffs. And then, you know, we can maybe do some simulations this offseason. Who knows? Uh, break down each other's rosters against each other. We'll make it up as we go. We could have some fun with that. But... Me, you, and Kevin. Who wins the Wii? And let me mention, Darren, do you remember who won the Wii last year? Yeah, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it was you. You were phenomenal, and Um, you're in the running again. So, the logical thing would be me or you, um, being that I made 20 trades since I took over Gabe's team, so that's like a lot of overturn. And then you made a couple like key trades that helped you win a title. So those two would be the logical one. But since there was a conspiracy and got seven votes for you for the Gabe and there's seven votes for Kev, I'm going to say it's Kev. <laughs> Is that your final answer? That's, that's my final guess, yeah. Well, all I have to say to that is fuck all of you. Because I won the Wii, I won the Gabe, and I also won the League. <laughs> I don't think this is ever going to happen again unless you guys are going to keep memeing the game over to me because you guys know it actually does get me upset. Well, it doesn't get me upset this year because I know it was in good heart. Last year, I was actually kind of low-key devastated because 
Like you never want to be Who seen as Kevin? the worst. Owner. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I think it might have been. Can a for himself? Cause, <laughs> no, because on my thing, it's depending on how you spell it, it comes up differently. Like when I put the Wii, you had to type in your answer. One person typed in Delco Dreamers for me. Five people wrote Tommy. One person wrote Tommy with a space. And then, yeah, so all those votes came to me. And you add all up, that's seven. But for Kevin, it was never Kevin Yao or Kevin or Yao. It was Kev Yao twice. So I think there must have been maybe Jensen making multiple accounts and then, or not making multiple, <laughs> but like answering on multiple accounts and just writing Kev Yao because that was a little suspicious to me. Like if someone wrote Kevin or Yellow Hawks or Kev, Kev yeah. Yao once or whatever, like that would make sense, but kind of rare to have that back to back right yeah that's kind of kind of suspicious but oh yeah that's suspicious I, it wouldn't be kev because kev votes. wouldn't say kev yao talking to himself so yeah all i wanted to say is i knew i was going to win the game because obviously i was the one who released the poll and i was able to see it as it was coming in and at one point i had all like five votes against me immediately like it was unanimously five already and i was like you motherfuckers are doing this right now so i think next year i might want to export this out where i don't know maybe i pull one of our friends that have nothing to do with this to kind of put it all together and then maybe next year when the usbs doesn't mess everything up and i cook up another fun way to do it maybe at that point everything will be live so it'll be a surprise to me as well i think that'll be kind of cool right yeah because it i mean you kind of want to get get uh get rid of the uh conspiracies going on because it's kind of weird that you won the worst and the best owner <laughs> you guys just did it for the memes i think what hurts me most darren oh actually no i can't well hold on let's rewind darren i want you to be honest i don't want you to try to pander to the people of the pdl if jensen didn't forget to add you in you would have voted for me wouldn't you no, I, I still would have voted for who I thought was actually the worst. Owner what a guy. Culture. All right. So then yeah. I'm very disappointed in all the Oregon squad. You know, you guys always <laughs> say, Tommy, you do such a great job as a commish. You make this league fun. Do you think there's a coincidence why my activity in the sleeper league has been so quiet in the PDL? Ever since I released this and I saw that I was going to win the game. Maybe I'm trying to give you guys a little cup up, a come up. And man, I'm really struggling with my word today. Just saying, oh, if you guys are going to meet me award, I guess I'm just going to care a little bit less on this league i don't know i'm not saying that's what i'm doing but i'm just uh mentioning it could be a possible case but yeah with all that being wrapped up darren any surprises on other any other awards or anything like that before we move over to the dessert um not really because i kind of knew about the conspiracy um thanks there uh, everything else is my best friends i'm glad you told me actually no you are my best friend because you told me who or i literally had no idea who put it together i thought it was someone from (laughs) oregon just to kind of troll and pick fun but to know it was one of my delco own that that cuts deep man that 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 really cuts deep yeah I, i can't remember who who told me to do it um but someone told me that was after i already voted so i was like i was like well i already voted so all right, well, looks like I'm going to have to get to the bottom of this, but that hurts. At first, I was like, oh, I don't really care that I won because I know I also won the league and they just did it for fun. But to know Jensen was the one that I think that's what hurts me the most. But I will stop being the disappointed dad right now and let's move on to the dessert. So let's kind of do a little bit in tandem on the PDL draft. We The NFL awards have already happened. It, it feels like it happened a little while ago, actually. But I don't want to break down who won what, but were there any surprises or anything like that that you want to talk about? Um, let me, uh, let me Google them here. No, I got it. I got you. I already have them up. Okay. So Pepsi rookie of the year was Justin Herbert defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. We have offensive player of the year, Derek Henry defensive rookie of the year, Chase Young. And then we had just kind of the other ones like coach of the year was Stefanski a comeback player. There. We don't even need to talk about that. And yeah, then they had like all these other like weird awards. Like apparently there's like the Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award that people talk about, I guess. That was Teddy Bridgewater. Not that anyone really cares about that. And last but not least, I think the uh, MVP, of course, was Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So I know I just kind of listed them in a weird order. That was just the order that NFL.com has it for some reason. But yeah, any one that you want to talk about or anything that was kind of surprising to you? Um, No, I thought they were all pretty... I mean, I think the uh, what was it the um, 
Aaron Donald one. That one kind of got a lot of people saying like, oh, it should have been TJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, he's the best defensive player in the league. So I don't, I don't think that's a big deal. <laughs> I um, know, right? Personally. Like, I'm like, I, I, I was actually the one that was a little bit upset that TJ Watt didn't win it. But I was like, well, who do I think is better? I'm like, oh, well, Terrence. <laughs> like i'm not gonna be upset that yeah, the better player won the best defensive player award like that doesn't make any sense yeah it's kind of like the um the lebron thing when people are like saying like oh lebron would have all these mvps if like people didn't have like voter fatigue and it's like well aaron donald got a defensive player of the year this year he's the best defensive player in the league and people were complaining about it so if lebron got it every year people will complain about it so mm-hmm. it's kind of like I don't know. TJ Watt maybe was a little more deserving this year because he had a better season. Like I saw JJ Watt posted that thing where it was like all of his stats were better, um, except for like one category, I think. And but like, if you're gonna ask every all 32 GMs which defensive player would you rather have, Aaron Donald or TJ Watt, every one of them is gonna pick Aaron Donald. I was gonna say it would be close to unanimous. You'd have to think, right? Yeah, except for maybe the Steelers just being homers, <laughs> but like. Oh no, Aaron Donald went to Pitt though. So maybe maybe there's a little bit of a connection. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll yeah, just throw right. him under the bus, be like, oh no, we really like TJ, but I mean Aaron Donald's Aaron Donald. <laughs> it is that is possible, yeah. It's um very possible. One thing I want to bring up is a little funny scenario. You think if Joe Burrow never got hurt, do you think he would have ultimately ended up with rookie of the year? Or do you think uh Herbert would have had it on lock regardless? I know that's kind of an unfair question because Herbert obviously broke records. We don't know what Joe Burrow would have done. But I, I kind of want to just put that hypothetical situation on there before we get to the last section of the dessert. I think it's um, very possible. I, I, um, I don't know. It makes sense, you know. It, he was playing just as good, and I feel like he probably would have been, been able to, like, sustain it more than Justin Herbert did. Justin Herbert kind of, like, flamed out a little bit at the end. I think uh, Burrow almost did it by sheer volume. I think he was throwing the ball like 40 times a game or something. Yeah, because they're so bad that he had to. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think um, I think he probably would have – he would have gave him his run, run for his money, that's for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, no, I feel like out of everything that we heard, nothing was that big of a surprise. You know, everyone kind of knew that Aaron Rodgers was going to win it this year, which I'm happy about because he was able to bounce back and things mm-hmm. like that. So – out of everything that I kind of saw, nothing was that surprising. But there were some surprises in this next part of the dessert for me. The Hall of Fame class. Uh, the Hall of Fame class of 2021 is Alan Fanica, offensive lineman, head coach Tom Flores, wide receiver Calvin Megatron Johnson, safety John Lynch, quarterback Peyton Manning, scout Bill Nunn, wide receiver Drew Pearson, and defensive back Charles Woodson. Darren, anyone on here you wanted to talk about? Any surprises? Any favorites? Or just overall, how do you feel about this class? It's kind of weird. Yeah, we're getting to the point where like we've seen like basically these guys' whole careers and now they're like going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but I, I was kind of surprised. Like I, I knew Calvin Johnson was going to get in, but I was kind of surprised he got in on the first ballot yes. um, just because he only played for like what, eight eight or years eight nine years something like that so he didn't play very long and they usually kind of like ding people for dumb shit like that Yo, um, he wasn't even a first ballot hall of famer yeah exactly and they they dinged him for being a being a douchebag basically which is so dumb but um i was surprised he got in the first time i thought he was they were going to make him wait one year or one class or whatever you want to call it and then he would get in the second time um but yeah i was kind of surprised by that but other than that, like obviously all the rest of the guys, like Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, Alan Fanica, John Lynch. I don't really remember John Lynch that all that much because I think he retired in like 2005. But mm-hmm. um, Charles Woodson was amazing, and Alan Fanica was uh, an offensive lineman. <laughs> so you know, the, <laughs> the other the other guys, I don't the other three guys, I don't really like know them because they played like or coached or whatever like long before mm-hmm. me. Um, I know Drew Pearson was on the Cowboys. Um, I think he was like fast or some shit. I don't know. Um, but obviously Peyton Manning, very, very, very good quarterback. Um, still has a couple records. Um, 
might they might all be gone by the time. I was gonna say they're not gonna stand because it became such a passing league, unfortunately for him. Or yeah, unfortunately for him, he was not in the right era. But you could also make the argument he was the one that kind of changed the era. He was really changed a lot. I think it was it started with Dan Marino and then Peyton Manning helped it along even further. And now it's where we are now. Mahomes and like yeah, Yeah. all those kind of guys. Yeah, some guys I definitely want to mention was I was just as surprised as you when Calvatron, Calvin Trump, when Megatron got in. Um, I was really surprised only because, not because I didn't think he deserved to get in, but like you said, he has such a short career. I saw something crazy that during Tom Brady's career, Calvin Johnson was drafted and then also got into the Hall of Fame. Too. Like, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> so insane. It was like when, um, when he was drafted, um, He's drafted from Georgia Tech, or he was a freshman at Georgia Tech when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl or something like that, or his <laughs> third Super Bowl. He was a freshman at Georgia Tech, and then when Tom Brady just won his most recent Super Bowl, he was inducted in the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. Like, what, <laughs> what do you look at things in that kind of context? It really blows your mind. But Calvin Johnson, as you know, Darren, is one of my all-time favorite wide receivers. So this draft class is already really special to me just because I hold certain draft classes close to my heart yeah, i don't know peyton if he, manning. yeah peyton manning huge one but i remember uh when brian dawkins got into the hall of fame i told emily right away saying i gotta go to canton i've never been there and we actually made it over to canton it was actually kind of coincidence we went over to go see a browns game actually in cleveland when the chiefs came up and as you guys know my wife is a huge chiefs fan and i guess i am too obviously and so we went over there and i was like all right well we're going to cleveland so let's stop by Canton." and i you know saw the busts i saw dawkins and it was really cool because they had like this little section just for him as well but this class by itself might make me go back because like you said peyton manning and as you know i am one of peyton manning's biggest fans Peyton is already going to be the name of one of my children, which I'm really excited about. And no, I'm not having a child, by the way. That was a weird way to word it. But whenever I do have a child, it will be named Peyton. And so I'm really excited about that. And he got in, which was no surprise. But I thought it was poetic that Peyton Manning and Charles Woodson got in together. Darren, I'm sure you remember Charles Woodson denied Peyton Manning to win the Heisman, which was kind of crazy to think about. A two-way player like him coming out of Michigan, beating someone like Peyton Manning when he was in Tennessee. Or the Heisman, because when you think of Heisman, you think of, you know, skill position players or like quarterbacks mm-hmm. or something. But it was really cool to see that happen. And then, you know, seeing Charles Woodson stay in the NFL forever. I mean, obviously it was forever because Peyton Manning was there forever and they both enter at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. like a really cool thing. Yeah, that's now that I'm like looking at that, I'm like, dude, Charles Woodson was like, what, 39 or something when he retired? Like, he was still old. so good. He was getting picks all yeah. over the place when he converted over to being what, like a safety for, like, the Raiders? He, he like, led that team in picks and everything. He was still so good. Yeah, he was, like, the um, the original Tyron Matthew. He was, like, the first kind of, oh, yeah. like, gadget skill, like, slot he could safety kind of dude. Yeah. yeah. But he was absolutely amazing and a huge joy to watch. Charles Woodson was always one of my favorite defensive players ever. That wasn't named, obviously, Brian Dawkins. But, yeah, this is a really special uh, Hall of Fame class. And like you said, now that's how I know I'm getting older. I can recall most, if all, of the guys that are going in can recall all of my, like, quote-unquote favorite moments of these players. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, universe, you win again. I am old as shit, so thanks for reminding me. So, yeah, that Hall of Fame class was fantastic, but I also am – I don't know how I feel about it. It's just like a bunch of old white people get into a room and then argue, oh, yeah, this guy should be a no, but not T.O., because T.O. was a dick yeah, one odd. time. But I'm, it's so stupid. Yeah. But, they should give more people the votes or kind of just put like a, I don't know, a time limit. Like if you're over the age of 65, <laughs> maybe you don't get that vote anymore. It's so unfair to you. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so dumb. Figure like, something out. I, I, if, if it was all like, I don't know. I would think if it was all like when the Terrell Owens thing happened, if it was like all people under 50, like he would have gotten the first try. Like, no oh, doubt. Yeah. I mean, dude, he owned, he's like, what? Like, you can make the argument he's like the third or fourth best receiver of all times just because of all the different yeah. records or all the different. Yeah, he's top he three in every category. And they're like, oh, first try. Nope. But then Megatron comes who, you know, he's freaking amazing and he's probably one of my yeah. favorite receivers, like I said. But no, like him versus T.O., that's not even a contest when you look at whole career. Yeah, the, the whole career, like Terrell Owens has him by a mile. But oh, yeah. um, I think if you were to go and say like, hey, if I'm going to build a receiver, it's going to be Calvin Johnson. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's also kind of like if you were just put it into vacuum and someone who doesn't know what the Hall of Fame looks like, be like, all right, you know who T.O. is, you know who Megatron is. One of them gets in in the first ballot, the other one gets in second ballot. Who is it? Like nine out of ten people are going to say T.O. gets in first ballot. Without yeah, it should, it should be ten out of ten, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it's just weird how they kind of break it down. But yeah, I know I said I didn't want to go too long. I think we're actually a little bit over the hour mark, which we did a pretty good job keeping on track. But Darren, before we end the episode or anything like that, did you have any... Uh, final parting words for all the guys that listen, especially that shitty Jensen guy. Should we give a teaser to who's going to be next on the, the breakdown should, or just kind of it to... Uh... I think we should, Darren. We should give a little bit of teaser. And I think one thing I wanted to tease before you get to tease a little bit more is, correct me if I'm wrong, but you voted for this owner for the Gabe. I did. So he, he's going to be up next when we do the next breakdown. It'll be the, the guy I voted for for the Gabe. I think this that one's going to be one of the most interesting episodes, in my opinion, because it it goes beyond the players that are still on his roster, in my opinion. That kind of factors into his landing spot. Yeah, it it will, and we'll we'll try and be reasonable, like we were with Jensen. When we get to Mike, we'll we'll tear him apart because that's what he wants. Oh yeah, well we'll tear him a new butthole, but we'll we'll see. Maybe Mike's episode can go back to three hours where we just kind of let go of all the bottom. I don't think Mike's team is that bad though, so I don't know. I don't think it is either. But hey, no, 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 that's not for us to say. We haven't really sat and analyzed his team, and once again, we're not analyzing just the team; we're analyzing the owner as well. He does have two big holes. So we're going to see how that rolls. But that was a great teaser. I'm excited to start working on that episode soon. But. Guys, I'm sorry that the PDA Awards was so lame this year. Uh, I promise it will be a lot better next year if, you know, all things considered, you know, should go fine. So with that being said, really excited to kind of keep working on these off-season episodes, and I hope you guys take care. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.